The views stated by the hosts of this podcast are opinion only and should not take the place of a qualified healthcare professional or mental health specialist. This podcast is for education and recreation. Welcome to Ask a Hag, a podcast about self-care and witchcraft in the modern world. Hi, I'm Leslie. And I'm Allison. And we are asked questions every day in the work that we do within our community. And this podcast is a space for us where we can share our knowledge and experiences as witches and healers. It's a place where you, dear listener, can find inspiration and also feel empowered wherever you are on your journey. So we've got some topic discussion today. <clears throat> what are we doing? What are we talking about? We are talking about spell work Ooh, today my and the role of spell work in our craft and what we do, which will also include practical magic. Mm. We can talk a little bit about what practical magic entails. Uh, we're also going to be speaking about boundary protection today, um, as well as ethics of all of this, um, witchcraft and such. So kicking this off, you know, I think that when we come up with topic discussion, it's because we are taking, taking the temperature of, you know, who we're speaking with in the community. Um, you kind of get sort of, you start to feel what people are, are, asking about and and going through yeah. i would say yeah and as as yeah. a tarot reader too and i'm sure you feel this i get a lot of themes mm-hmm. each week absolutely absolutely and so or month. yeah and what allison and i have noticed is there are a lot of people asking about energy protection mm-hmm. boundary work so we thought well shit <laughs> yeah we Let's... should talk about that stuff yeah. right yeah yeah so Talk to me about how you sort of protect yourself. I go through a litany of things each day, and it's it's really um, it it varies, but just about every day I do um, a process of shoring up my energy. And then also placing um, a protective bubble and circle around myself just so that I'm not melding with other people because I, I'm very sensitive, you know, to um, people that I come in contact with. And I think it's really important to make sure that um, I know what I'm feeling in the moment is me and not necessarily someone else because I, I'm anxious just like a lot of folks are. Um, and so <clears throat> I carry a lot of stones and talismans with me during my day. I know you may as well, Leslie. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm never um, without black tourmaline. And for me, it's smoky quartz. My smoky. smoky. <laughs> so smoky. <laughs> um, little side note, Leslie's shop juju. I was in, I think this was last year. Yeah, last year. And she had this huge, like, fucking honking piece 
of, of double um, terminated smoky quartz. So, you know, point on one end, point on the other end. And I just picked it up off the table and I used it like a telephone up to my ear. And I think I probably had that thing against my face for like a good hour, just like She's, talking to you. She says that she does this once, but this is common practice for Allison. <laughs> this one time. She's always picking up the receiver of mm-hmm. her crystals and it's checking tr- in with them. That's true. Whether it's smoky quartz or rose quartz yeah. or... Yeah, but anyway, yeah. And so. that's a proper way to use a crystal. Pick it up and listen to it <laughs> like a tr- phone, right? It's true. <laughs> it, you can do that. Yeah, so... Um, so talk to me about how you like to use smoky quartz as... Uh, for protection or for boundary setting? Mm. So um, there's a couple of different ways. I really just j- super basic carry it with me in my pocket. I really like dresses with pockets for this purpose. I seek them out. You know, I mean, what's the point of wearing a dress if it doesn't have pockets that you could put things in? Um, so <clears throat> carrying it with me. I also often wear um, a talisman uh, necklace that has a piece of smoky quartz on it as well. So it's pr- it's pretty much always with me um, as far as that goes. And then also I've created a gem essence. Um, and what that is for those folks at home is um, it is an elixir made from... Um, water that has then had the energetic imprint of that stone um, uh, infused into it. And then I take that as a remedy every day for the most part. So I'm getting smoky quartz energy into my body and then also having it with me. Um, And smoky quartz is very grounding. It's super protective. Um, It makes me feel really safe. so that's one of my favorite allies. I love smoky quartz too. Mm-hmm. I call it the anchor at mm-hmm. the shop. Really keeps you nice and, anchor. and anchored. And what do you call black tourmaline? The bodyguard. Oh yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. <laughs> like I call it black tourmaline. No. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh boy. You're right. It is the bodyguard. The bodyguard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. indeed. Um, because, and it is, and I often think of black tourmaline as a lot of us are familiar with the evil eye. Um, what is that? The evil eye is um, typically a blown glass circle that mm-hmm. is sort of a cobalt blue, looking like a blue eye, mm-hmm. um, and uh, cross cultural, right? Cross cultural, yes. Mm-hmm. It's g- Greek. Yep. Moroccan. Um, it's also Moroccan. Yeah, in mm-hmm. Turkish, it's called in Turkey. I believe it's called Nazar. Oh, that's a good name. Isn't that lovely? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it repels negativity, it repels jealousy, um, it repels, yeah, ill will, all that kind of, mm-hmm. the, the hairy eyeball, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hairy eyeball, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that talisman that is called, in our language, in our English language, evil eye, but right. it, it it basically repels the evil eye, capital E, evil eye. The evil. Right. Uh, and I, and I, so I call oftentimes too, I'll refer to black tourmaline as like the evil eye of the mineral mm. world in so much that it repels also that negativity. Um, black tourmaline is a great stone for today's technological age with our phones. Mm. It helps mm-hmm. to filter out a lot of electromagnetic, um, residue as it 
as it were. Yeah. Uh, but black tourmaline is very, very protective as well. Um, and it's it's one of my very favorite stones to keep near me. I have, have it at my car. Um, you can place it in the corners of your home. Mm-hmm. And you can also, I, I also make a gem essence called Put Up Your cool. Guard. How yes. cool is and that? Yes, it has black tourmaline in it. Excellent. How do you know when your shields aren't up, when your boundaries aren't up? Like what, what do you, f- how do you feel? That's a great question. Tired. Yeah. Drained. Yeah, yeah. Like I do now. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Oh, it's also, yeah, well, <laughs> it's also lack of sleep, but. Um, I, I feel like for me, you just start to notice that something's off, mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, how do you feel it? Super scattered. Like uh-huh. I can't focus on anything. Yeah. Not grounded. Yeah. And that is, there, there, it's a whole process. You can't, it's like trying to use your phone without charging it up. Yeah. You know? So you have to be grounded. You have to be, and we can talk about you know, some of this too. Grounded means, and help me with this, Allison. Sure. Yeah. Like I like to think of grounding just, you know, like for example, like plugging something in. Mm -hmm. And so basically what you're doing is you're plugging your energy into the, the core of the earth and you're pulling up the energy from the center of the earth and you're creating that connectedness between the earth energy and the sky energy. And Mm -hmm. so as, so that you're kind of locked in and a conduit as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that then our, um, our own power isn't drained and zapped and that we can just continuously with a grateful heart, of course, accept the energy from the earth and the star people. That's what I call it when yeah. I do my own, yeah. my own work. Yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're forever. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So protection. Yeah. Um what else do I want to say about that? Yeah, you know, I think once you get into the habit of it, it's like brushing your teeth. Exactly. It just becomes part of your daily process. Yep. Practice yep. process. Um I utilize the image of Tony Stark from Iron Man. Oh. Like kind of arm putting like an armor on myself like a okay um, kind of an image that I'll use when I'm like plugging in tapping in and then sort of putting on my everyday armor but I, I go I, I like to play around with it so I do a lot of different things mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. but we have been receiving a lot of questions about this it's true it's true something else I wanted to share with with folks um <clears throat> something that I do actually after my shower because uh, I'm a person that showers every day. Um, do you? I do. <laughs> Not everybody does. It's cool, whatever. But I do. Try to, anyway. Um, so and this is something I do after my shower and also whenever I wake up in the morning. Um, this is also something I do, and that is to create um, a series of three different bubbles around me. So it's kind of like layering. So the first bubble will be the language I will use is a, um, a bubble of love and protection around me, keeping out all negative energies and entities and only allowing in those beings of physical and spiritual form who wish me good fortune 
and <clears throat> however else you want to define that. And then I say, upon this, I will add a crystal sphere on top of the bubble of love that keeps out all negative energies and entities and only allows in those beings of physical and spiritual form that wish me good fortune. And then upon this, lastly, a dragon skin that reflects back all negative energies and entities and only allows in abundance, love, joy, healing, so on and so forth. I love the dragon skin. Me too. That's a beautiful Me too, yeah. reference there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the reflection is really important because that's that first layer, you know. That's my point here is that pyrite is reflective of energies. And as it is helpful in um, repairing any tears in your auric field, Here's what I love that it does the most, too. It reflects back the negativity to the person who's sending it in a compassionate way. Mm. So to say, you have work to do. Ah, that work. You have work to do. Mm -hmm. And I love that about pyrite. Um, And so when I do add that practice to, you know, my daily like Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. um, because I think it's important it's important to allow somebody to be able to know that they need to do some work on, on themselves. Yeah. You know? And I think that that, so it, it makes me feel like that reflective energy also of mm-hmm. your dragon skin is sending it back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a way to say, you need to do yeah, something bro. with this. Chill out, man. Yeah. You know, and a lot of us, I mean, I, I'm uncomfortable with the idea of people wishing me ill will. I mean, that, yeah. that fucking sucks, yeah. you know, but like the, the state of things are that human beings judge other people. That's what we do where this is, it's a very like basic, almost like reptilian brain thing, you know, um, and we do it to assess whether or not another, the person in front of us is part of our quote unquote tribe. Are you safe or are you not safe? But in today's world, that question of are you safe or are you not safe is blown way out of proportion, such as, oh, she's got cellulite on her butt or, or you know, whatever. And so it's like the, my discomfort um, with that notion of people judging me, um, that discomfort is greatly and vastly alleviated and healed by doing these sorts of techniques every day by shoring myself up because it's an act of self-love doing that. Yeah. And understanding that the whole like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me sort of thing. Right. You know, like you're impervious to the evil eye, you're impervious to the trolls online, you're impervious right. to, you know, your coworkers talking about you behind your back, you're impervious to all of that because you are perfect and you are blessed, your assets are protected, Yeah, all of those things. It I makes you it. feel better. It does, yeah. it does. And that kind of segues into the next thing I want to talk about is how we use spell work mm. and the work we're doing. Mm-hmm. So in the event that we do feel as though things might be out of hand and we might be needing to do some work. Maybe somebody is really crossing boundaries and um, making us feel threatened, shitty, <laughs> threatened, scared, uncomfortable. Yeah. Fill in the blank, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So let's talk a little bit about, do you mind, boundary protection? Let's do it, yeah. Um, Absolutely. I'm jumping around here a little bit, but it feels like it goes right into boundary protection, Mm -hmm. right? So if we are doing, you know, and you said, how do you feel when things kind of feel off? Right. So you feel ungrounded, scattered, not totally aligned, Mm -hmm. right? So let's, because what, you know, I've had people at least three times this past week ask me about... And and that a couple different things, but mostly how can I protect myself against uh, um, with somebody who I feel isn't necessarily going to physically hurt me, but is verbally hurting me, which is just as damaging, I think. Indeed, indeed, as physical hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, there are a couple different ways that you can go about. There's so many boundary protection, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, we're familiar with, and we'll talk a little bit specifically in technique with these things as well. But there's freezing. Yeah, that's my favorite. Well, you want to talk about freezing? Oh, freezing's fun. Do you freeze in pee? <laughs> yeah. In your pee? I do. I have. <laughs> yeah, so um, freezing is a technique that was taught to me by a dear friend named Michael. Um And basically what this is, is you are freezing your enemy in their tracks. You're basically erasing yourself from their brain. If they're talking smack about you, if they're trying to hurt you in some way or another, um, or take away things from you, you can uh, place them on ice. And so what you do is you get a picture of them um and you simply take a jar it can be a jelly jar that you just emptied out um you pee into it uh you place that picture your first morning's pee that's pretty potent you it could is, you could a, definitely do that, that. One is full of stuff it sure is full of stuff um and stinky <laughs> make it as stinky as possible no um <laughs> Yeah, you pee into the jar, you place the photo of that person, making sure that the photo is fully submerged into the jar. You can add things to the jar then. Um, What would you add to the jar? uh, You could add sharp objects if you wished. Why? Because it keeps them in place. Okay. Um, It's making your intentions absolutely, without a doubt, known to all beings in the world. Stop it. Would you put hawthorn in there? You could put hawthorn thorns in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, then whenever you're finished adding to that jar, whatever you wish, you okay. seal it up. And I like to place protective sigils or runes, symbols, some kind of symbol that is um, evokes protection onto the lid and Sharpie. And then you put it in your freezer. You hide it behind things so that your loved ones don't see it. And I love if it. If that freaks them out. Michael also shared this ritual yeah. with me and it was really cute because he's like, and then you slam the freezer door and you go, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, friends and family, it works. Yeah. That person just disappears. Nothing, and you don't have to do this in a way where you mean them harm because you know, many of us practice under this idea of do no harm, but take no shit, you know? So you're not, you're not actively participating in them breaking their leg or something awful happening to them, but you're basically just put just the term again, putting them on ice, making them chill, chill down, man. Just forget about Allison Page Garber for a while. You don't need to be in my life. 
Go away. That's it. Allison Page. That's my name. That's my name. Don't wear it out. So I love that. I've also read or, or, yeah, I must have read somewhere that you can write their name and their birth date if you know it. Yes. Yeah. If you don't have a photo. Yeah, you can do that as well. And, and if you do have a photo, adding that to the back yeah. would be good. You can also, um, the back of that photo, you can add um, words that you want, like uh, intentions yeah, behind this spell. Um, you know, just stop talking bad about me on Instagram. Stop lurking on my Facebook page. Stop talking about, you know, behind my back at work. Whatever, whatever your intentions are. You know, but you want to, you want to write in the present moment. It's not a, I want this person. It is, this person is, does that make sense? Yes, indeed it does. Yeah. You want it to be active. Yeah. Yeah. And spell work is as, uh, complex or as simple as you want it to be. So Mm -hmm. if you want to do this work as part of um a dark moon ritual working with the energy of the dark moon and banishing this person in that way building an altar around this kind of process or what i did which was just like any old damn day that i felt like doing it yeah you know you can make it as elaborate or as simple as you want right yeah right and i i think that is a that kind of ties a little bit in with practical magic too for for a witch or a person doing magic, it's definitely helpful to think about your days of the week, the colors that you would use, the phases of the moon. But I've also understood very, very importantly that when a witch feels as though they need to do a spell, they do the spell. Yep. And and for me, it's really about, I can't stop thinking about this one thing. Mm -hmm. Why in the world is this person in my head all the damn time. That's that's when it's like, okay, I need to do something about this. Indeed. Yeah. So I would like to talk a little bit about burying mm. because I love the I love this same I like this similar concept of freezing, but I like to put things into a jar and bury. I also do that, yeah. Because yep. the earth transmutes mm-hmm. pain and negativity. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to sending that energy back to this person. Like both are there, there's going to be certain times when one's going to be more important to do than the other. If somebody is talking and you want to freeze that person and they need to stop, that's the proper way to do it. If you're going through some kind of dealings, I feel where you're still going to need to see this person and mm-hmm. deal with them. Mm-hmm. I think burying this is a great way to do it because it begins to transmute again, a bell jar, protective herbs in your jar, protective crystals in the jar, writing an intention, um, using the person's name and birth date, if that's available. If not, of course, just the person's name. Mm-hmm. Location. Then, location. Location yeah, is good writing too. that intention yeah. and then, you know, burying that, but then also writing the intention as to how you would want to see this unfold. Mm. If you're if you're in like legal dealings with somebody, I think that this can be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you like to bury things? Oh, I do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I it's I see it as as a reclamation process. So, I want it to I want my relationship with this 
person to be reborn. That's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I like that. As too. opposed to just stopping them in their tracks with the with the pee jar. Yeah. With the pee <laughs> jar. The, the jar of pee. When I'm finished with uh, with the frozen jar of pee, I throw it in the garbage, not my garbage can. Yeah. So I take it out of my house and put it in a dumpster somewhere, someone else, just a bin outside of my, my space. And it wouldn't hurt somebody else. It's just taking it away from your home. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. When you're done with it, you're done with it. Yeah. And how do you know you're done with it? When you forget about it for a long time. Okay. And also when that person is erased, okay. you know, from your life. Any, anything you would like to caution people with this? Yeah, just, just make sure that um, you, you know your own mind. You're not reacting emotionally. You really think long and hard about the process because it, it should not be done from a knee-jerk reaction because you are making real changes in someone's life even though that person may be a total fuckhead, yeah, <laughs> you know, you're still impacting their lives and they're a human being on their own journey. And, and then also, um, yeah, just be, just do your best to be as self-aware as possible. Yeah. Just mindful. I think people forget that I have a lot of people that come in the shop and they're like, I want to burn a black candle and yeah. shut this down. I'm like, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold yeah. on, because especially if you're not focused, you're not grounded, exactly. your energy isn't, you, you, it, when I think of the color black, I think of a black hole that is going to suck everything into it. That's you right. have to be very cognizant about, like just the, like you said, the self-awareness, the mindfulness. Yep. Being grounded, Did somebody sure. just tell you no and you're taking it personally or <laughs> is, is this you're... person like really messing with your livelihood? Yeah. Yeah. So and and also um, making sure that you're not being influenced by other people. You know, there's there's a lot, lot of situations in in my younger years where you know I allowed quote unquote friends to influence how I felt about another person. And you know, you need you need to make sure that it's you feeling this way in a very concrete way about the situation yeah, and it's not, you know, the devil's in your ears talking, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Let's talk about ethics then for a moment because that definitely pulls us into ethics. Sure does. Yeah. I think ethical witchcraft is so incredibly important and it, it definitely speaks to, um, you know, it's a great segue into what we were just discussing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. there is in witchcraft, what is referred to as a threefold law, um, which is what you sent out comes back to you three times. I, this is an arguable. I, I know some people don't. Yeah. There yeah, are some, some witches out there that. that don't think that way. Mm-hmm. I practice this very ethically and very mindfully. Um, I don't even like to think, I don't even like to say the word hex. I don't believe in hexing other people. I believe that as a witch, and, and you kind of touched on this a moment ago, it's about self-care it's about self-preservation taking care of yourself mm-hmm. you know witchcraft is a way to empower and it's not a way to hurt other people or and i think that that's a misconception as well that there's this yeah. like blurred line here so 
Talk to me, your thoughts on ethics. That's how I feel. Whatever I put out, I'm going to get back three times. So Yeah, I I do. I operate from that too. It's a checks and balances sort of scenario. But I also appreciate um, why uh, people do do um, hexing. Um, I get it. I think that um, there are certain scenarios where you absolutely have to be on the offense. And I, th- and I think that uh, a hex is basically a spell that um, it, it, it ensures that the person that the hex is put upon is absolutely under the witch's control, whatever that, that may be whatever the intention is. And so um, I, I personally do think that there are uh, certain scenarios where that is appropriate. There's a term also, um, or a phrase I should say going around, uh, hex the patriarchy as well. Um, the patriarchy isn't a person. The patriarchy is a construct of, of um, ways that our current world is, is working. Um, so I am all for hexing the patriarchy. I think uh, it absolutely needs to be done, and I've done some spell work myself around that. I don't, I haven't done any hexing on a specific person because I haven't felt like I needed to yet, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But one would say that the P jar, let's say, could be a version of hexing. Um, it's just about intentions. So sure. the, the, you know, the, the freezing spell, um, could be meant to be, um, harmful depending on, you know, what you want to have happen. Um, ethically speaking, I don't think that it's good for my soul, my spirit to do harm to others. I think that's degenerative and that's not the, that's not how I operate. Also, does to, that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, you know, also to say that in a witch's lifetime, there may be one time that you have to do something Absolutely. like this. This yeah. isn't something you do weekly. It's like, how, you know, how bad is the situation getting? Right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I don't think it's out of, like, my sphere. You know, if, if I have to do it, I would. But, okay. Yeah. There you have it. Mm-hmm. So uh, do no harm, take no yeah, shit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's how I operate. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, anything else you'd like to share with ethics on your end? Witchcraft is so varied. Um, I I don't have any judgments against people who do do hexing. Um, it's just a matter of how you want to handle yourself in your life. Um, and there are people who have vastly different experiences than I have. I'm a a white, um, queer, cisgendered woman who presents female. I don't, you know, I don't really have a whole, I have a lot of privilege, you know, from where I'm sitting. There are other people listening who, who do not have that privilege. So, you know, I want to be very clear that I'm not judging Mm -hmm. at all. You know, if those out there are listening, do participate in that kind of magic Mm -hmm. all right so ethics will come up frequently i think in the conversation this isn't going to be a one and done kind of thing um boundary protection will continually come up as well so we're just kind of opening up the topic and discussion for that as we continue to move forward 
in this podcast, Mm -hmm. I would also like to chat a little bit about practical magic Mm -hmm. as it is in opposition to like a high ceremonial magic. And maybe we can just kind of talk about the distinction a little bit. My understanding about practical magic and the way that I prefer to use it is everyday magic, mm-hmm. right? It's something that, you know, you think of you think of it through a practical lens. What do I have on me now that can allow me to create magic? Hmm. That's how I think of practical magic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of it as what is in my pantry now what can I use? What is in my glove compartment right now that I can use if I'm going to do a ritual? And I like to think of it, I like to think of practical magic through like a sense of almost like logical magic, if that even makes sense. Like if I don't have, you know, if I don't have, how can I put this? I think it just comes from like understanding your elements. Earth does this, water does this, mm-hmm. air does this, fire mm-hmm. does this. And then kind of creating that, be creating a spell from that. That's how I view practical magic. Mm-hmm. Your, your kind of consideration on that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think, I think that's really spot on. I like to also use the term commonplace magic. I like that too. Because, thank you. Because, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, because it's like the mundane, the run of the mill gets often overlooked. Um, and I like, especially to use that, that term, whenever we're talking about our, our, uh, plants that we see every day, you know, dandelion would be a great example. Many people know of, we see dandelion all over the place, you know, and when you see it time and time again, that spark, that, that mysticalness tends to kind of, um, rub off a bit. So commonplace magic to me is just a reminder that, you know, we as witches have our tools around us all the fucking time. We don't, I mean, we can be very specific and, and go out and gather, you know, ingredients and so on and so forth to create a fantastic ritual, but that's not always necessary. Um, and most importantly, practical magic, commonplace magic reinforces this idea that we all the time are in touch with our power all the time. And we don't have to necessarily, um, separate the, those spaces. That's really nice. Thank you. So then high mm-hmm. ceremonial magic is yeah. very like planned out. Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. It's very focused, mm-hmm. um, very methodical. Mm-hmm. Um, the more time that you spend, the higher the power is. Um, so some people would argue that commonplace magic is the quick and dirty and the high ceremonial, it, um, begs more of a, of a foundational change in a person's life. But I can, you know, it just depends on, on your experience, I guess, because I've had the quick and dirty change my life too. So yeah, just kind of depends on what happens. So Leslie, I wanted to ask you, do you have any protection spell work techniques that you do on a, on a regular basis? Like what's a touchstone for you aside from working with crystals? Yeah, I'm very visual when it comes to protection work mm-hmm. daily. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm assuming you're asking like before I go out into the big wide yeah. world, yeah, what just, do I'm I just do? Curious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I do I to kind of reference again Tony Stark and Iron Man, not just because he's so a babe. He gets my goat. <laughs> he's such a babe. Uh-huh. I, oh God. I just love those charismatic people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Tony Stark, you know, does this thing in Iron Man where it's like, like he can just be a regular guy. And then all of a sudden, Tony Stark is Iron Man because mm. he plugs into something and then the armor completely kind of comes up around him. So right? you, you visualize uh, I visualize armor around yourself? Yes, but I will tell you, I've played with a lot of different things. So if I'm sorry to tap there, if I am, <laughs> if if I'm brushing my teeth and I'm preparing for the day, mm-hmm. I will prepare myself as at the such. same time. I will ground. Yep. I, I will like kind of do because I'm a Gemini. So I'm, I'm like, how many things can I do in one minute? Mm-hmm. You know, and, or in, can I also do them all at once? Mm. That would be fantastic. So I brush my teeth. I'm doing leg lifts or squats and I'm also grounding and protecting myself. This is the truth. And so, yeah, I don't have time to work out. So I've got to like try and get it like in there. Lift this up, lift uh-huh. this derriere. Mm-hmm. So it's not working. I still have a granny butt. That's okay. <laughs> it's cute anyway. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so um, I will do this process in which I will ground myself and um, tap in because also I'm a Gemini. So I exist in my upper chakra reg- registers mm. quite frequently frequently um so i'll ground uh and the way i like to think of it is my little feet like plugs mm. and they push down through the earth and make their way through all of the bedrock and i like to see all the little snails and worms and stuff as it's going down mm. and then mm-hmm. plug into the core and pull that energy up mm-hmm. so i try to do all of this very very quickly and then, of course, reaching up to the stars and then coming back again and creating that that f- per- perfect vertical line between what is above and what is below. Mm. I do that while I'm brushing my teeth. Excellent. And Excellent. then I, I Tony Stark it up. Okay. Um, That's the Tony Stark technique. Yeah, it's the TS. Got it. TST. It's the Iron Man. Yeah. The, the Tony Stark <laughs> technique. He, yes, it is the Tony Stark technique. <laughs> Um, now when I go into my shop mm-hmm. where you are dealing with the public, right? right? Yeah. Where I am dealing, this is just me getting out the door. Mm-hmm. Then when I go to this, to the store, it is, I'm preparing a space. I'm cleansing the space. I ring a lot of bells. I clap quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I'll laugh or sing quite a bit to clear mm-hmm. energy in my space and to protect it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have very specific um, guides that protect and stay at the shop. And do you call them in every day? So they're always there. Okay. But I do, I'll look and I'll smile at them and like acknowledge them. Um, and I talk, you know, I think it's very important to talk to things. Yes. Yeah. So I talk to the shop the second I walk in, but the point I'm going, where I'm going with this is that I will protect and lock down the reading room. Mm-hmm. And so at that point I create that sphere of energy, mm. the 360 degrees of, mm-hmm of light and energy around me, around the space and, um, cleansing energy for all of those that I'll read for that day. So I, you know, again, I think for me, it's about visualization and intention. Yes. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. I want to share with you, um, so I don't remember where I heard this, but someone had said when, when you're going through the process of that grounding technique of um, going down into the earth and then drawing the earth's power up into the body to make sure that you go down far enough into the earth um, so that you're not passing through anything that humans have attached memory to. So, you know, if you're thinking, if you're sitting in your house, let's say, and your house has a basement, right? Um, you know, you want to go down as far, far down to, let's say, the Earth's core, trying yeah. to visualize the Earth's core, which for me, I don't know why, but I often think of amethyst. So I basically go all the way down, amethyst pops up, I reach into amethyst and then come back to come back into myself again. Um, but making sure that you're not tapping into anything that humans have touched is important. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I imagine, um, I imagine the core to be like almost a fiery ball, like the sun. Mm -hmm. And I tap into that energy and pull it up. Beautiful. That's great. And then I pretend like I'm sucking on a straw. Yeah. Yep. Pulling it up and in. Yeah. Visualization is super important. And I think, um, you know, when I'm tired or I'm not feeling well, as far as illness goes, I have a really hard time with visualization. So, you know, be easy with yourself. If you also have trouble with that, sometimes you just need to speak words instead of visualizing it in your mind because words have power as well. My energy is going down into the earth, down, 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 all the way to the core and then back up again, up through the top of my head reaching you know just like talking yourself through it if you're having trouble visualizing yeah. also works really well that's a great tip i like that a lot um and now we can go into the questions for the hags part of the episode so exciting if you would like yeah let's if you do feel it. do you feel called I feel called to answer answer the questions for the hags. Yes. So this is the part of the show where you ask the questions and we answer it using our witchy wisdoms. So we have a listener that has reached out to us. This is Janelle in Brooklyn, New York. And Janelle asks, do you have any rituals slash practices you participate in daily specifically to begin your day and or end your day well you know we've we've really talked quite a bit about beginning the day already um janelle thanks so much for your question um i would say another thing that i do is uh, when i'm leaving my house for the day um i often lock down the house as well energetically just to make sure that my sweet little dog and all the other things that live and exist in my house are safe. Um, and it's another visualization technique. It's super similar to what I do for my body, my physical and energetic body. And it's just placing that bubble of love and protection around the house, thanking um, also the house itself because um, our spaces have their own presence if you will and many of us have walked into spaces where we either really loved the energy of that space or were repelled by the energy of that space and that's what I'm talking about that you know each each um, 
each place has an energy to it. So thanking the home, you know, for giving me shelter and all those things. Um, so that's something that I do whenever I leave uh, my house for the day. I'm just nodding and smiling because I, I do the same thing. Ah! I love it. In yeah, the sh- at the shop too it's true <laughs> like it, it, it goes with what we were talking yeah. about a little bit ago you know you talk to your plants and we talk to our animals you talk to you pick up the phone and you talk to your crystal <laughs> my crystal pick phone. up that crystal phone and you talk to it just try just try it everything shifts and changes I, you know and I think that's like you, you talk to your food you thank your food for mm-hmm. nourishing you yeah yeah just talking yeah. to that thing Everything is breathing yeah. in its way. So I, I just love to hear that you yeah. thank your home and lock that down as well. Yeah. Something else that I do every day is to kind of, quote, set my mood. Um, I work with tarot, just like Leslie does. Um, the the decks, I, I work with two decks primarily, the Wild Unknown, um, first edition, and then the Druid Plant Oracle. Um, so the wild unknown, uh, deck is a deck that has, uh, the major and minor arcana and the plant druid, uh, oracle deck does not, it's not, um, organized in that way. <clears throat> and so because I, I see plants as teachers, I like to work with both, uh, things to see if there's any messages that the guides and, and beings that I work with want to tell me um so oftentimes you know I'll just do a one card pull of each of those decks um just to take the temperature of my day and see what happens I keep that on my altar then I come back to that space in the evening just to check back in with myself and to see you know if the messages were true and they always are um I also do a bit of candle magic every day as well I don't know if you do that too, Leslie. I do. I don't do it every day, but especially on my days off when I'm in my space almost all, you know, all day, I will do. Mm-hmm. I do a, I do I do some work with that. Yeah. Yeah, so the candle magic that I do is super simple. I just use a votive candle so it's you know, only a couple of hours that's it's lit and it's very safe. Um and <clears throat> you know, I am I guess it would be considered part of a mindfulness practice. You know, I'm checking in with myself and making sure that I am setting goals and intention for my day. So that's something I do every day as well. Yeah. Do you have a special practice to end in your day? Um, Yeah, I thank... Uh, all of the sacred ones is the language that I use. Um, sacred ones encompasses all the ancestors that I have that are protecting me, all of the gods and goddesses that I work with, all of my guides that I work with. So sa- sacred ones is a blanket term. So I thank the sacred ones every day for watching over me, protecting me, helping me to learn because that's what life is about is open learning. Um, and then, um, I either do that as I'm falling asleep, if I'm super tired or I also, or I do that at my altar when I check in with my daily card pool and kind of see what's going on. How about you? I like that a lot. Before I even get out of bed in the morning, um, I do what I call morning moments. 
morning moments with Leslie. Morning moments. Um, and it's just a series of saying thank you like a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Um, gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude, yeah. So real strong uh, gratitude practice, as people say. I'm, I've, my mom has taught me well. You better say it. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, and so, yes. And so I spend time. I love having my window open. I'll listen to, for the birds. I'll thank the birds for their song. I'll, you know, I thank my creatures that are with me, my cat Juju and Fonzie and just take a moment to feel my space around me. Mm-hmm. Every day is different. Every day is different. And every day, I am such a morning person. Every day I wake up with a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I choose to. Yeah, it is a choice. You're and, right. Yeah. And I, it sets the tone for the day. Um, and um, I will do, I do, I'll like cleanse my home mm-hmm. um, for the day. And then I do my boundary practice. You're, br- you're brushing your teeth, doing my, exercises. My and leg lifts, my Tony Stark. Lock, lock and loaded. She's Tony Stark again. She's Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah. Talking about you, Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, I don't pull a card every day. Interesting. Very interesting. Fun fact. That's cool, though. That's yeah. all right. I don't, but I'm reading. I read yeah, I mean, every read, day. Yeah, you do. So I read it's, it's every okay. day, and um, I spoke. I've spoken about this um, with many people, and every reading that I have, or that I'm, uh, let, me, let me rephrase. Every reading that I've, I'm giving, I'm receiving messages mm-hmm. also for myself, mm-hmm. and so I listen to those. Um, I will say I've been getting a tisk tisk oh. from my guides about me spending more time at the altar. Ah, uh, tisk 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 tisk. Yeah. Well, so feeling that yeah. I need to you really need to feed your I altar. I have an friend. altar, but I need to. F- Did you say feed it? Yes. I like that. Yep. You need to feed your altar. Yeah. I do. Yep. I do. So it needs to be recreated. Um. So what do? I, yeah. Altars. I have pictures of my my ancestor. I have a painting that my um, grandmother painted. Mm-hmm. I have a um, a tarot deck from my dear friend Patty who passed. So um and things that I'm focusing on. Mm-hmm. When I'm in the shower, because I also <laughs> bathe every day, Ooh, it's a job. thing. I have to because I don't wear deodorant. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, but I think it's fresh. Um, <laughs> so fresh. So fresh. Pits are so fresh. <laughs> so I allow the water hitting me to release all residue from mm. the night and wash down the drain, which is a form of water magic. It sure is a form of water magic. Um so I'll do that. And then um, my nighttime practice is very similar. A lot of thank yous, a lot of gratitude, mm-hmm. feeling my space, being conscientious, conscious and conscientious of where I'm at, being mm-hmm. self-aware, mm-hmm. thanking my guides for the day and allowing me to be this vessel and this messenger for so many people. Yeah. So it's, it's I, a service. It's, it's a lot of gratitude. Mm-hmm something that just popped into my head that I forgot to mention um I have trouble falling asleep at night many 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 people do 
And something that really helps me is um, a lot of the guides that I work with are, are animals. And so um, hawk, red-tailed hawk is, is my main my main squeeze, that and um, crow, the common crow. And um, one of the things that I visualize is these two beings slowly flying up and down my body and and relaxing my body also cleansing my body um and no matter what i'm worried about and there's lots to worry about these days friends um no matter what what i'm concerned about that's keeping my little brain awake it it they always show up and they always take care of me and I'm able to fall asleep quite quickly if I remember to do that that. just slowly gliding up and down up and down from feet to head and head to feet um is really helpful for me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then thanking them of course if if I'm awake still sure I sleep with crystals Mm -hmm. and I will also quite quite often like many people will charge their tarot in the full moonlight, I also charge my tarot by sleeping with it. Hmm. I, yeah, I do. Interesting. This, yeah. is a, this is a funny thing. When when I first, my now long-term partner and I started sleeping in the same bed together, he'd roll over and be like, oh, <laughs> have <laughs> What's this? rocks under your pillow. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> do you tuck them in your pillowcase? Like in between the pillowcase and the... No, I don't. Oh, okay, that's I what just I do. Right under, like I'm leaving a gift for the tooth fairy. Oh, that's fantastic. They're just right under there. That's so sweet. Um, but I often... And so uh, sleeping with sleeping with my tools. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I will also s- often sleep with uh, scolocyte, mm. which is... Um, a beautiful stone used for calming your energies, calling in your ancestral and uh, guides and um, angels, angel energy beautiful. as well. I'm a v- big believer in angel energy. I'm not familiar with that stone. What was it called again? Scolocyte. Beautiful. It's really lovely when you look at the stone. Sometimes it'll look like little bits of rice. Mm. And then often it'll look like a white feather. It's quite lovely. Wow was really Gorgeous. calming and like your doctrine of signatures you know if it looks like something it's going to bring that energy to you mm-hmm. so it does it looks like a white wing mm. so to to kind of consider that with that angelic energy that's gorgeous yeah the doctrine of signatures is something that um a lot of people in the herbal community are familiar with and that's when a plant visually um mimics aspects of our body and uh, it's not just that, but it's it's a little bit more complex than I that. I love that. I do too. It's super cool. So a pecan looks like a vagina to me. Does that mean it's good for your vagina? It could be. <laughs> I mean, walnuts look like brains, and we all know that walnuts are good for our brains yeah. So because they make omega-3s. So then uh, bro- can broccoli, what's broccoli good for? Your lungs? Uh, sure. Respiratory? Yeah. I yeah, find they it do. fascinating. I do too. It's super cool. Yeah. Doesn't a pecan look like a vagina? I think it does. <laughs> Lots of vaginas like nuts. That's right. Jesus, that's funny. Oh, boy. <laughs> this one does. Mm-hmm. Oh, lordy. Oh, lordy. All right. Well, I think, I hope, Janelle, I hope that answers your question. Not about the pecans, but um, about how we 
uh, what practices and rituals we do in the morning and in the evening. Yeah. It's important. It's important to bookend your day. I think I do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, thank you. Um, thank you, Janelle. We have, um, Elise from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And she asks, lately I've been feeling like I'm not in touch with my magic, like it's blocked or lost. Any advice on how to get back in touch with it? Yeah, you want me to go? Please. You ready for me? So Are you ready for this? I love to keep this in mind. Um, a very wise friend, uh, my Reiki master, my Reiki teacher, taught me that um, sometimes when we're feeling stagnant, it's actually that we're growing. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like, again, we keep coming back to like, it's about being self-aware and mindful of where you're at with everything. So, t- t- you know, touch, touch, t- touch yourself. Check in with yourself. <laughs> Do all the things. Just touch yourself. I mean, that can be, that's part of it. <laughs> eat a pecan. And no. Um, so check in with yourself and say, is this been ongoing or am I just, am I really growing? Mm-hmm. Is it, look at, I'm a poet and didn't know it. Is it ongoing or am I growing? Right. So to say that, you know, if, if, you know, with Lisa's question here, are you actually gaining more of an insight into your magical practice and it's shifting and it's just because it sometimes it could be difficult to tell the difference. Mm, mm-hmm. Do you know? Some would say that's called a, a contraction. Oh. When our energy is in contraction, that's an indication that an expansion will come as well. Yeah. Because that's like a, the natural process of things. Yeah. So Elise wants to know. How do you get back in touch with feeling as if your magic is lost? Mm -hmm. Baby steps. Yeah. um, No pressure. Yeah. You know, um, no expectation. For me personally, being outside is huge. Um, That unlocks it for me. And not, um, you know, if you can get to a wild space, uh, a park by yourself, um, a walk around your neighborhood if you, you know if you don't have access to you know to a park um, get outside of a city if you live if she lives in Pittsburgh um, so getting outside of a city and going to um, going for a hike somewhere just you know really unplugging from modern life which is uh, built to, to distract us from our magic let's be clear about that it is absolutely constructed to keep us small and not in our power place. So, you know, um, Leslie and I ta- talked quite a lot this episode about, you know, getting back um, in touch with the earth's energy and what a simple thing is just taking your physical body, which is part of the earth outside. That's that for me is really instrumental because I, I get blocked too. I mean, we all do. We're all human. Mm-hmm. Any any other thoughts, Leslie? I, lo- I love that you're saying that. Um, I, as a as a Gemini, um, I'm really oh yeah. we're in Gemini season. Yes, we are. We are, my friends. And what that means is, um, astrologically, the sun is in Gemini. So happy early birthday, my beautiful oh, friend. Thank you very much. Mm, yes. Yeah. So, 
Um, Gemini is connected with air. So my happy place is in the sky. Um, whereas Allison is a Virgo and she's ruled by Capricorn. Pardon me. Or, um, the earth. Yeah. <laughs> Capricorns. Some Capricorns are cool. That's my dad. <laughs> He's all right. Yeah, Capricorns are cool. Sup, Jan. <laughs> Jan Thomas. Got a, he's got a great name. He does have a great name. Yeah. Um, so your your like your connection. Yeah, it's the earth with the yeah. earth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if our dear friend Elise here is a water sign, maybe for her a great connection would be natural springs, rivers, going to rivers, waterfall, ocean, ocean. lake, yeah. yeah, and connecting there. Mm-hmm. I find that that like when you go to where what element you're ruled by. Hmm. it's like that's why i feel the most the most grounded that i feel is when i'm flying in a plane wow i do not feel that i way. <laughs> am like this is where i exist that's so cool this is my element this is where i want to be that and that is why i need to be traveling more because hmm. once i am suspended i feel like i'm back home hmm. i've that's also beautiful. jumped out of a plane before oh my gosh yes, have did. you really Thirteen thousand feet Whoa. I went skydiving. Was that exhilarating? Was it was it ex- fantastic? It was exhilarating. I couldn't stop saying awesome. Were you like yelling awesome at the top of your lungs when yeah, you were doing this it? This is so awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. This is the awesomest awesome thing I've ever experienced in my awesome that's life. Awesome. That's awesome. awesome. This is awesome. Yeah. So, true. So, so Elise, connecting in with your element. Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't know, it's a very quick Google search. Yeah. Um, based yeah. on your, your birth date mm-hmm. and sun and sign. And your sun sign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but I would also like to say breathing. Oh, man. Just checking yeah. back in yep. It yep. with your breath. Checking back in with some, like I always say, like, I just want to be still right now. I just want to be quiet and still because I know that something is coming in or I know that I need to check in with my magic and I know that my energy is shifting. So I like to yeah. be, I like to be still. Mm-hmm. It's um, super easy for us to distract ourselves. Um, personally, you know, I know when I need to be be in that stillness when I'm, you know, embodying the Tasmanian devil from the Looney Tune cartoons. Um, and that, you know, in those moments, I am absolutely blocked from my magic. So I love that you're saying stillness and just, you know, turning off the TV, turning off the radio, just being present in your body and just listening to, you know, your heartbeat and following your breath you know that's that's huge yeah that's huge yeah thank you for that sure mm-hmm. indeed yeah and connect yeah looking up to the sky looking at the moon go find the moon mm-hmm. stare at her for a five minutes you'll mm-hmm. find your magic again it's true you know yeah i think um magic really comes in that stillness mm-hmm. yeah it's really really hard to come through when we're distracted yeah mm-hmm. but Very um good. yeah everything goes in cycles too elise so you know, just just trust that it'll come back stronger, and you'll have an unknown, unfounded wisdom that that you've kind of gained gained from kind of going through that dry spell. It will come back.
this is from Instagram, Lauren um, from Pittsburgh, another Pittsburgh listener. Um, she asks um, suggestions on protecting my energy. I'm highly sensitive to other people's energy and have a hard time not picking it up sometimes. So Allison and I were going back and forth about this because we were feeling like this question wasn't totally clear. So it could we go two ways. thought we'd address it from how both of us are seeing it. Mm-hmm. So when Lauren asks, I'm highly sensitive to other people's energy and I have a hard time not picking it up sometimes. I think she's asking, how can I tune other people out if I need to? Mm-hmm. Or the other way. Yeah. 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 How to tune them in. So if you are very sensitive to other people and what they're feeling, I I think it it, it goes back to our initial conversation about boundaries. I agree. Yeah. Lock and load. Because, yeah. So for you, you were saying this would be like an absolute indication that Lauren is not setting boundaries for herself. Yeah. And what, what I mean by that, it's not like, you know, I'm angrily setting boundaries it's about making sure that you know your bubble and where that bubble ends and begins it's it's very simple you know and then you know what if you know if you're picking up feelings is it your feeling are you actually feeling this way or is it is it this other person and and then you can clearly with intention visualize again if that person's feeling is making you uncomfortable putting up that door zipping it up I like that you you've often we've talked about the magic of rose mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. bringing that rose into your life daily and I think this actually two things this actually also goes back to something Janelle had asked about my daily practice I put rose oil on my face I like douse myself in rose also as a protective mm-hmm. yep. um, practice. Will you, because of its thorns? Yeah, exactly. Will you share yeah. with um, Lauren and uh, Janelle and everybody else who's listening, your rose bush visualization? Oh, yes. That's yeah, such yeah. a great one. Thanks. Um, so roses uh, historically have been used as hedge plants, as, as plants that are building um, a division between two spaces um, because of their thorns and because a lot of um, the older varieties like to interweave into themselves and kind of create this very strong wall. Um, and they happen to be beautiful too and they smell lovely. So they have a lot of medicine for us, physical medicine as well. Um, but the energetic medicine of it, um, of uh, rose that I like to work with is like you said, the protection aspect of it and kind of creating um, a wall of roses around yourself, kind of like visualizing a circle um, enclosing you, uh, your body and your presence uh, in this way with the roses blooming. So what you're going to visualize is a rose in front of you, how whatever color, shape, um, aspect that you're drawn to. And you want to try and see this as clearly as possible. It may have dew on it. Um, 
you're going to notice its leaves and its thorns, how many thorns it has. Is it peppered with thorns? Is it sporadic with thorns? Whatever, whatever comes to mind. And then you're going to see this rose uh, multiply. One rose in front of you still, a rose to your left, a rose to your right, and a rose behind you. And keep, keep that image sharp in your mind. And then eventually all those roses are going to join up together. Vines are going to sprout from all four of those roses and create that uh, wall of, of protection around you. And those roses are there to distract uh, with their beauty, uh, energies and entities that are you are coming into, uh, into contact with on a daily basis throughout your life. And then the thorns are, are there to protect you. I and love that's that. very simple. Yeah. And that's, um, that's, that's plant magic right there. And then, you know, by, uh, like Leslie likes to do, you know, using rose oil or, or rose scented lotion or what have you, that's a touchstone that can be, you know, a thing that can kind of help you remind yourself of, of the protective boundaries that you've placed around yourself during that day. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Be the rose. Be the rose. Be She's gorgeous. Rose. She is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I hope that answered Lauren's question. Um, when we were first reading it, Lauren, we also thought maybe you were wondering how you can sense other people's energy as well. And I don't know if um, Leslie had any thoughts about that, reading other people's energy. Yeah, if you're, if, you, if you're coming from the perspective of reading other people's energy and you're having difficulty picking up, other people's energy. I think this comes back to a couple things. Again, stillness. Mm-hmm. Stilling yourself. Stilling yourself. Checking back in with yourself. And I think it also goes to, I, I love to use my body to access my intuition. So where in my body am I, no, like where can I begin to notice Right, this energy. Am I feeling a tightness in my chest? For me, that's like a no. Am I feeling a tightness in my gut? For me, that's like a, a um, existing where your solar plexus is. So that's this place of joy. Or am I feeling an elation up through my upper register? For me, that's a yes. Mm. So kind of checking in on your body using your body as a form of intuition for also feeling other people's energy, I think is important. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I do, I just believe that it comes back to you because you, you are the vessel in which you are using your intuition and feeling other people's energy. And so maybe also too, like we didn't really touch on this and this is really important. It might need that mean that you need to be cleansed. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, baths with Epsom salt or Himalayan salt are really, really important for people that are like yeah. empaths. And it can be, if you don't have a bath present, you can soak your feet in, in a bowl or, or a basin with salt water that will help you also your the bottoms of your feet are really, um, absorbent of energy as well. And so kind of just the act of like grounding your feet in a bowl of salt water, again, Himalayan or, or Epsom or, is a great way to cleanse yourself energetically because it might be too that, you know, I think empaths are sponges 
and we need to be wrung out. We need to be cleansed. Absolutely. With, with regularity. I yeah. Would, I, and so maybe, yeah. maybe Lauren, it's just that you're really full. <laughs> yeah, you need to squeeze yourself yeah. out. If you're a shower person like myself, um, you can also just keep uh, a jar of salt uh, near the near your shower and just use lightly scrub yourself with it. Just one, once or twice a week. That's what I do. Um, and then you know scrub my feet as well. Okay. This is a three time a week kind yeah. of thing for me. Um, the kind of salt I like to use is, uh, black salt from Iceland, super fancy, but you can use whatever you can get your beautiful hands on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say like, I, I try not to use table salt mm, because yeah, it's, yeah. it's, um, processed, isn't it? A lot of people use salt that has been what they call iodized. Yeah. So they're adding iodine to yeah, salt. That's what I, yeah. Um, as a uh, nutritive supplement for the thyroid to get technical about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would not use that either. So sea salt, uh, kosher salt, and mm-hmm. Himalayan, et cetera, et cetera, red mm-hmm. Hawaiian, whatever, whatever you want, but not iodized table salt. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lauren. So yeah, that's an excellent question. And yeah, so you can shoot us emails on Instagram. Mm-hmm, you can. At ask dot hag yeah it's true but we have we have one more question one more question from anonymous right yes what aspects would you want the rest of the world to know about witchcraft broad question but i like it i like it a lot Mm -hmm. and this gives us an opportunity to debunk yeah a little bit stuff a little bit and um i I was reading in a, in a book this morning, very briefly, about how society thinks of witchcraft as negative. Yeah. Some percentage <laughs> of society thinks about it as negative. And then in some, and then to go further of what we were more discussing um, earlier was about how Hollywood has depicted like, for example, the craft, mm-hmm. which is against each other, which is in which turmoil. Yeah. Um, and that's not, that, I, I don't really think that's a thing. Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, I know I'm saying that and I'm like, well, let me pull my words back in yeah. my mouth. It's, it's cool. It, it's all I about mean, intention. Is, but um, I think like sort of saying that witchcraft to me is about community. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important for the rest of the world to know that witchcraft is about community. It is about togetherness. It is that we're in this together. And um, that kind of talks a little bit about how covens are important because it creates community. Mm-hmm. And you have one witch that can cast a spell and it can be very powerful and successful. You have 10 witches casting the same spell. It becomes even more powerful and even more pa- intentional. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's the one thing absolutely. that came to mind for me just initially. Yeah, I, I think that's great. Um, you know, I not to be naive, but there are people who who do battle against each other. Let's be very I clear mean, about I, that. I know that that's it is a it is a thing. But, a thing. but um if I can speak for Leslie, I I I think it would be accurate to say that neither of us participated in those kinds of actions. And I think that's clear to you listeners at this point. Um and again, no judgment. 
you you do yeah. you do you everybody um yeah we're all on our we're all on this path and everybody's feels mm-hmm. you know. mm-hmm. yeah um i i would like to speak to the idea that witches eat babies <laughs> do you know i was on my way here today and it was a joke it was a thing uh-huh. brought up to me i had to make a quick i had run an errand and uh, I said, oh, yeah, I'm not selling vintage clothes at the store anymore. And they're like, oh, they're make, you're making more room for those babies, huh? And I was like, <laughs> they're delicious. Yeah. No, we don't eat babies. No, we don't. We don't. We don't eat babies. don't even eat meat. No, it's, <laughs> that's real. Um, but, you know, witches and witchcraft in our culture, our Western culture, in a lot of cultures have, have been, it's been demonized. It's been put down upon. It's been... Um, you know, people have been harmed physically, emotionally, uh, all levels, witches have been harmed um, by mass culture. And mass culture is what, what I'm speaking to is the patriarchy um, and all the different facets that the patriarchy uh, operates under. Um, many of us are familiar with the witch trials. Um which was fear-mongering and um, absolutely uncalled for. But um, the fact is, is that witches don't eat babies. Um, and we, uh, many of us do dance around naked, uh, but not necessarily with the Christian devil. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah, right. I <laughs> know. Um, Just kidding, I don't. I no. Don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many different aspects of witchcraft that it, you know, is negative, and all of us in this community are here to reclaim that. And I think that's part of why Allison and I felt the need to do this podcast too. You know, um, it isn't just about addressing everybody's wonderful questions in this community in this country as it, as we go and go, but. You know, also, how can we, like, what aspects we can share about witchcraft that we want other people to know? Yeah, so there's more understanding, and yeah. then there's more healing, because, you know, <clears throat> there's been a whole lot of harm done to people who um, live this way, historically speaking. And um, the more we talk about our ways, the old ways, um, the more uh, compassion and um, understanding happens. I like that a lot. Mm. It is about healing. Indeed. I mean, to me, that's that's what my practice is about. It's yeah. about healing and understanding. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Feels good. It sure does. It sure um, does feel good. And I would also like to say to this anonymous listener, this is going to be something that is going to continually be brought up. We'll discuss different aspects constantly yeah and it also will unfold more and more and yeah it will unfold and we're we are learning everyone is learning um so in the future we will definitely um address larger lar- larger systems that are impacting mm-hmm. our lives so stay tuned stay tuned mm-hmm. <laughs> with that being said please email us your questions at ask a hag hotline at gmail.com that's askahaghotline at gmail.com you can find this podcast at askahagpodcast.com or on instagram at ask.a 
askahag. The Ask a Hag podcast is produced by Donna Kyler. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, guys.